Hey, this is Corey Wong. If you are interested in guitar players, if you're interested in artists and how they think, why they create, what it is that motivates them to create, come check out my podcast, Wong Notes Podcast, where I get to interview some of my absolute heroes, people like John Mayer, Niall Rogers, Jacob Collier, Madison Cunningham, Benson, Vi, Santana, Satriani, Lukather, Matheny. Oh, the names are insane icons of the guitar, icons of artistry and creativity. I absolutely love sitting down with these musicians and getting to ask them about their creative process and get into the details of why they do what they do. Check it out, Wong Notes. Listen now, wherever you get podcasts. All right, welcome back. This is Jason Shadrick with the Chasing Frets podcast, and I'm here once again with Joe Gore. Hi, really happy to be here, Jason. And uh, we're back again with Will Bernard. Um, on Monday, we talked about the ups and downs and the pros and cons of, uh, of reading music and the kind of gigs that maybe uh, that skill could, uh, could help you land. And this week, uh, we're going to talk about playing and, and, and improvising within a trio context. want to... Um, one of the groups Will plays with now is the Stanton Moore Trio. Stanton's a uh, great drummer from New Orleans, and that's and it's Will Stanton and and, and uh, Robert Walter usually on organ, and it's such a, a a cool funky hip kind of modern, almost with a rock with definite definite rock edge to it. Um, and, if, and if you don't happen to know Stanton Moore's work, you know among among drummers, he's a real drummer's drummer. Yeah. Um, ask your drummer friends; you'll you'll see. <laughs> I mean, probably the leading authority on the history and tradition of New Orleans drumming. I mean, probably so, yeah. And, you know, and um, yeah, it's it's hard even just watching him play or listening to him play. It's hard to just sit still. It's so infectiously groovy, and uh, and Will compliments that really, really nice. So yeah. two um, deep players there. Yeah, and so we're gonna today we're gonna talk about that. Um, Make sure to, to rate and review our podcast on iTunes or wherever else you are listening to this. And if you want to reach out and say hi, hit us up at chasingfrets at premierguitar.com. If you want to reach out and either suggest a guest, suggest a topic, question for Andy, Joe, or I. Um, but you can you can reach us there. So we're going to get Just right to it. Just don't make fun of our speaking voices. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get right to it. And so here's, here's us talking with Will Bernard. back again with my good buddy Joe Gore. Hey, thanks for having me, Jason. And uh, our new friend here, Will Bernard. How you doing, Will? Hey, guys. Our new old friend, I should say. I know you and Joe go back quite <laughs> yes, a ways. Will's, Will is hunkered down in, in Brooklyn, which is his yeah. uh, second home base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And today, uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about this subject, Will, is about playing in uh, a trio format. It seems like that's... Uh, a format where you really, you know, some of my favorite Will Bernard record, records are you in trio. And sometimes that's with a bass player, sometimes that's with an organ player and drums. Mm -hmm. And the first question I kind of wanted to pitch you is what are some of your favorite guitar trios that you kind of think about that were especially formative in your 
in your upbringing? Oh, oh well. Well, I remember uh, there was a Jim Hall record. Uh, I think Jim Hall Live is it? Yep. Mm-hmm. The 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 uh, with the Canadian rhythm section. I'm blanking on Canadian the rhythm right section that. Uh, yep. I really enjoyed when I was uh, you know 15 or something. Um, a certain there was a certain kind of freedom about it that I liked, where he was mm-hmm. you know wasn't trying to fill up all the holes everywhere, um, and just kind of letting the letting it breathe more. And I think that a lot of, maybe a lot of guitar players uh, were inspired by his work, you know, at that time in the trio format. Like mm-hmm. I, I think of Frizzell, you know, and some guys like that. I mean, even younger, uh, I know even younger players like Julian Lodge have pointed to that record and, and as a real touchstone. Was like the early Pat Martino organ, like El Hombre, was that ever... Yeah, you know the. I mean the, the the Pat Martino one I love so much was uh, Consciousness. That was a quartet. But mm. Yeah, some West records. You know the organ trio records. Yeah, I didn't play a lot of trio. I mean trio by necessity, but I wasn't trying to play in a lot of trios until maybe when I started playing uh, organ trios. You know, and of course we were talking about the Stanton Moore trio with Robert Walter, which is um, I learned quite a bit about playing in trios with that group, organ trios. Um, For example? Stan's trio was, uh, I think one of the things that's most interesting about that context was it was a, ostensibly a jazz organ trio, but we're taking more of a rock approach to it um, and playing in rock clubs. And uh, you know, kind of going back to the Brian Auger trio, I think was, you know, there, that weren't that many groups that did that like tony williams lifetime i guess too with larry young taking the organ trio to a rock audience so we were writing music you know with that in mind you know some of our references were not you know obviously the meters were big focal point but also you know like led zeppelin and acdc you know there's stuff that we would do we would actually do covers some of those bands well didn't you do a cover of when the when the levy breaks yeah we did that one yeah and that's very much about what stanton does it's like incorporate uh, New Orleans and other kinds of drum styles into uh, more of a rock context. So then uh, from there I started, I wasn't even, didn't think of myself as that kind of guitar player, but I ended up playing with lots of organ players. You know, I got to play with Lonnie Smith and um, wow. played a bunch of gigs with Lonnie and Will Blades and I had a trio for a while. And then like now all of a sudden I'm the organ guy, you know, I got that. <laughs> played with a lot of organ players here in New York. So how do you approach uh, playing with an organ trio, whether it be Will or Dr. Lonnie, to a more traditional, like goes on that Jim Hall record where you have a bass player and a drummer? Mm-hmm. Are there certain things, obviously stylistic things, whether it's more rocking like Stanton or maybe it could be more swinging and funky like Dr. Lonnie, but are there kind of things you have in mind going into the uh, a situation of, of how you need to play or how aggressive maybe you need to be? One of the things about playing organ trio is that the organist you know, playing is playing the bass at the same time they're playing the mel- melodic material in the right hand. So they're playing bass with their left hand mostly and then also their feet on the pedals. So there's just sometimes there's this whole area in the middle that's left open for a guitar player, you know, that's, that works sonically in the mid range area, which is, I think is one of the reasons why it works so well. 
So mm-hmm. like if, for instance, if an organ player is uh, soloing, you have a lot of room to uh, comp behind him or her. You can you can help shape a solo or help, help shape the harmonic content, move it in different directions. Um, that's one of the things I really enjoy about that. There's a certain freedom, like compared to playing in a group with a piano player and a bass player. A lot of piano players like take up a lot of room all over the keyboard player, all over the keyboard. Whereas if you play with a bass, I was thinking about this earlier, uh, either acoustic or electric bass trio, it's, it's a whole, whole nother thing. And it's, um, it's, it's great. And that kind of in a listening context, like jazz, you, uh, there's a lot more freedom you can really go all over the place. In fact, I, uh, I just recorded a record, uh, Another record with Chess Smith. I did a record with Chess Smith and Devin Hoff years ago, which was one of my favorite records. And it's more sort of on the avant edge, you know, than what I usually do. Mm-hmm. And I, I have another one in the can with a trio, with a Chris Lightcap this time. But So it's another side of me I'm trying to uh, develop, you know. But I find it uh, easier to play, like, like I was saying before, in a rock club with an organ. Do you write differently for those type of trios between organ and bass? How would you approach it from a compositional standpoint? A lot of my jazz listening is more uh, adventurous. Like I, like I was really uh, influenced by Ornette Coleman and uh, that approach to jazz where there's not really set harmonies. And I feel very comfortable playing in that way. And it's, it's easier to do that with a bass player, you know. So I, I'll write more open kind of harmonic material mm. usually in that case. Because it seems like just the, the obviously the timbre of the organ is just it's a it's a heavy, it's a heavier thing. Like when they lean into a chord or even just a double stop or something, that takes up a lot of weight in the sound of a band. Yeah, and I never thought of it the way you know because we sort of framed this question as playing with a trio of guitar, bass, and drums as opposed to a, playing in a trio of guitar, organ, and drums. And Will pointed out something that seems obvious now, but I'd never actually thought about that about the relative amount of space consumed by you know, organs and piano. Of course, the organ is can potentially have a gigantic sound, but by its nature, it's split into multiple manuals. You almost by its nature, the the, the player is going to be playing in at least two uh, very clearly differentiated registers, possibly with a very different sound. And the idea of it, you know, the, the right hand up here and the left hand, you know, you know, you know, you know, way on the floor, you know, far to the left. Um, it kind of makes a very uh, inviting a couple of slices of bread for a guitar sandwich. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Although an organ player can, a good organ player can just take over the whole room, obviously, you know, like yeah. pull out all the stops and, uh, you know, just make a huge sound. And all of a sudden you're just kind of dwarfed. I was also interested in something you said a few minutes ago when you were talking about improvising with organists and you mentioned uh, how you could have a, hand in in influencing you know say the course of the organist solo you know by interjecting harmonic content and yeah. um <laughs> you know the immediate thing that i thought of is uh how do you <laughs> how do you guarantee that it's desired harmonic content <laughs> i mean between adding 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 elements to the mix that are a basis for the organist's inspiration versus um getting too aggressive with setting the harmonic agenda yourself well, yeah, that's a taste thing, obviously, and uh, <clears throat> um, hopefully you you find people that you have similar taste and and you can 
have similar knowledge of har harmony that that works together. Um, one of the guys I've been playing with a lot over the, the years and more lately is uh, John Medeski, who's become a good friend, and uh, we have a group called Mad Skillet that we've been playing with uh, over the last few years. Uh, and we sometimes we do organ trios, and he's like way more advanced. He's more like a Larry Young. I mean, he's played a lot of free jazz and worked with John Zorn and people like this. So we can go off into all kinds of crazy stuff together. But I, I, I was going to mention him in the previous thing too as a reader because he's a reader more of a reader than a lot of people i play with so you know and we have a very similar like we both went to music school and learned we're fascinated by 20th century music and uh third stream composers and uh we can reference a lot of different more than most musicians i play with we can talk about elliot carter and then talk about james booker and uh you know Almond Brothers and Pixies or whatever, you know. Can you explain the, the term, the term uh, third stream for folks who might not know it? There was a uh, group of composers uh, that were involved with the uh, school, the New England Conservatory of Music, where uh, actually John Medeski went <clears throat> and a lot of my friends that I work with here. And the idea is to uh, combine classical music and jazz music techniques. So people like George Russell and I guess Gil Evans would be He's not necessarily thought of as that uh, third stream, maybe, but he would be in that world. Uh, Gunther Schuller. You, so you, you can write, uh, you know, bring in jazz techniques into maybe an orchestra or, or the other way around, you know, and combine. You know, this is kind of me, you know, what I've always been into, although maybe not developed it as much as I'd like to, you know. But that's part of part of my what I enjoy. To uh, kind of wrap uh, this episode up, Will, if you could point our listeners to a couple of uh, trio records in your catalog, where would you want them to, to check out? Because some, some of your stuff isn't necessarily under your name. Right. Well, there's uh, two trio records I've done. One is called Directions to My House, and one is called Outdoor Living. Uh, Directions to My House was the, with the acoustic mm -hmm. bass and Outdoor Living was organ. And then I've done uh, three records with Stanton Moore, Stanton Moore Trio, and a couple of records with uh, Brian Charette, an organist here in New York. And actually, I have a, mm. I recorded a new record with Samia Hell and Donald Edwards. Uh, he's Samia Hell's an organist here in New York, uh, which has not been mixed or completed yet. It should come out at some point. All right. Well, everybody, make sure to check out Will's latest record, Freelance Subversive. And uh, we will have him back yet again later this week for another episode. So thanks again, Joe. Thanks again, Will. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Bye.